You're listening to Weird AF News with Jonesy. A man has been accused of rubbing produce on his buttocks and then returning it to the shelves. Now, you would think that this happened in Florida. I assumed when I saw the headline, this, I'm like, this is Florida behavior, obviously. This is like bona fide, classic Floridian activities. But it's not. It's Virginia, which, which is, Virginia, you're climbing up there. You're climbing up there. Virginia, Pennsylvania. Bam, they're nudging Florida as the, as the top weirdo spot in all of America. So this really puts the gross in grocery, doesn't it? Rubbing some buttocks on the, on the old produce. A Virginia man's facing charges after he allegedly grabbed some produce, pulled down his pants, and rubbed the food on his bare buttocks. I like that he went bare with it. He went all out with it. Because, I mean, he could have easily just rubbed it on the rear of his jeans and still called it his buttocks to his friends, like if this was a dare. You gotta rub that broccoli on your butt, man. And then he's like, he rubbed it on the jeans. And said, hey, hey, I did it. I rubbed it on my butt. But no, he went bare ass, which is a real, that's, that's the real follow through. That's the real commitment. Of course, it's much more gross. We don't know where his bare ass has been, his buttocks. If he's into rubbing produce on his bare buttocks, what else is he into? I'm nervous. I don't know where that ass has been. Probably in some weird places, Virginia. The suspect allegedly put the tainted produce back on the shelves. His name is Michael Dwayne Johnson. He was arrested at the giant food store after an employee called 911 about the destruction of property. That's kind of funny. I'd like to... I'd like to... <laughs> 911, yes, I'd like to report destruction of property. Yes, several carrots have been tainted by a man's buttocks. <laughs> um, the employee told officers when they arrived that Johnson was allegedly seen picking up some produce, pulling down his pants, rubbing the produce on his buttocks, and replacing the produce back on the shelf. He was arrested inside the supermarket and charged with two misdemeanors. One, guess them. I want you guys to guess them. What, what do you think the misdemeanors are? Do you, what do you think it was for? What do you think? <laughs> Come on, guess. All right, number one, indecent exposure. That's pretty clear. That's obvious. Number two, I've already hinted to, destruction of property. Yes. Had he stuck a carrot up his butt, that would also be self-sodomy, <laughs> which is illegal in 40 states. I'm just kidding. I have no idea. I just thought it would be funny. Oh, man. According to the police report, store employees had to destroy several pallets of produce presumably tainted by his bare hiney. <laughs> hiney. The article says hiney, which I love. It's such a funny word. It's like, uh, it's like the way that an, an old person would refer to a butt. It's like a word you'd hear at bingo. <laughs> oh, I fell on my hiney, B-32. Uh, authorities say they haven't pr- determined a positive, possible motive. <laughs> you need a motive? You need a motive? How about crazy? Is that a good enough motive? Crazy? Yeah. <laughs> what are they sitting down and drawing graphs and charts? Well, we just can't figure out what, we can't just wrap our head around why he would do that. What's the motive here? What's the motive? Did he have something against that broccoli stock? No, no. It's called crazy. <laughs> Although a police spokesman told, the, told NBC she did not know what type of produce Johnson allegedly defiled, a police report mentioned that it was some fruit. <laughs> this article is cracking me up, man. <laughs> They're getting like so... You know, they, we sent a guy down that we wanted like to know, um, could you tell us exactly what sort of produce it was? Could we actually take some selfies with the produce that's been tainted? <laughs> Allegedly, it was fruit. <laughs> what did they send a SWAT team down to figure out the shit? 
CSI is on the case. They're, uh, they're brushing for fingerprints on a couple of pomegranates. Um, the problem is the butt doesn't, doesn't have fingerprints. They're actually butt prints. They're related to fingerprints. Everybody has their own unique butt print. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I love it. Virginia. My vote is for you today, Virginia. Weirdest state award for the day goes to Virginia. <laughs> have you guys ever been sexually attracted to produce? And been overcome by it in the middle of a giant food store? Oh, let me tell you. Sometimes I look at those mangoes and I go, oh, mango. Daddy want to make a love to a mango. For Dodgers, Yasiel Puig, the home run streak that he's on has been overshadowed by a record of home burglaries at his home. Yes, this is a ball player who, although is playing very well... He's dealing with all sorts of burglaries. <laughs> this is kind of weird. I don't know. I, I want to cover this article because I'm a big baseball fan, big sports fan. And I live right next to Dodger Stadium. So, yeah, I've been to Dodger Stadium. I've seen Yasiel Puig. I've actually been to games in which he's home run. He's a great home run hitter. He's a slugger. But apparently, he's going to go down in the record bu- books as the undisputed king of home burglary calls since he's moved to L.A. <laughs> Welcome to L.A., baby, where the walking dead are everywhere and they will try to get inside your domicile. He may be knocking out home runs lately, but Dodgers right fielder Yasiel Puig has been dealing with a whole slew of home burglaries. While Puig, while Puig was helping secure another Dodgers victory this past Tuesday, following a weekend of home runs, burglars broke into his home in Encino. The incident marks the fourth time Puig's Los Angeles homes have been hit by burglars. <laughs> A security camera at the home alerted a member of Puig's entourage to the break-in, and they called the Los Angeles Police Department. Well, it must be nice to have an entourage that deals with all your, your home personal problems. So he doesn't even have to call 911. It's like somebody in his entourage calls, na- calls 911. Yes, hi, I'd like to report a burglary into my associate's home. <laughs> Is your associate there? Yeah, he's there, but he's too busy hitting home runs. Can you please send someone over to deal with the burglaries? We can't have people breaking in and stealing his Silver Slugger awards and his gold doubloons. Surveillance footage revealed the intruders had broken in through a window at the back of the house. Oh, they're still doing that? They're still working on determining if anything was stolen. As, frequ- as is frequently the case with burglaries at athletes' homes, detectives suspect the crooks knew Puig was at the field when they visited the property. Uh is that what they suspect? They just look at the Dodgers schedule and they're like, <laughs> he's out of town this week. He's in Chicago. So, uh, <laughs> or they just, they always break in. If it's a home game, they break in at like eight o'clock because that's when he's definitely at the ballpark. Wow. Authorities really, they're onto it. They're like, we have a, we think we know why they break in at 8 p.m. <laughs> hmm. Burglars first hit a home that Puig owns in Sherman Oaks in March, and stole $170,000 worth of jewelry. Wow. He was one of several celebrities whose homes were seemingly targeted by burglary crews seeking high-end jewelry and items placed in safes. Then about an hour after the Dodgers lost, also about an hour after the Dodgers lost Game 7 of the 2000 World Series, officers responded to a burglary alarm at Puig's home again. Officers found a smash window and items missing. (laughs) This guy's just getting broken into. The poor guy. He's like, you know, he comes to America to play ball. (laughs) 
and he's a local hero, but people can't stop breaking into his home. And there's a huge trash truck outside of my apartment right now making so much noise. It's the most vulgar thing going on right now, so I'm going to end this. <laughs> Sorry, guys, having technical difficulties. It's called Jonesy Lives in a Shithole. <laughs> the Texas Board of Education votes to remove Hillary Clinton from their history curriculum. They just want to take her out of history. Can you imagine? Is it because she's a, is she's a Democrat? Is that why? <laughs> The Texas Board of Education voted on Friday to remove historical figures, including Hillary Clinton and Helen Keller, from their mandatory history curriculum in Texas schools, according to the Dallas Morning News. The preliminary vote is an attempt by the board to, quote, streamline what students learn in social studies classes, according to the publications. It's funny because you can't really remove them from history. I mean, what are you going to do? You can't erase them from history. A simple Google search will bring them up. So unless the Texas Board of Education can somehow really influence the Google algorithm, I guess it's an uphill battle fighting the removal of certain figures from history, whatever your agenda might be. So you might be able to take it out of the books. But guess what kids have these days? Smartphones, okay, which is a great empowering tool. So I think your grip on their, um, on their software is going to be uh, not as tight as you think, Texas curriculum. Jonesy, what do you mean by software? I mean software. We are hardware, our bodies, and the culture and our education and all that shit is the software that we run. Now, you might want to control your child's software that he, run, he or she runs, which means, what, what does that mean? Well, it means well, maybe you bring, bring them to church. You're like, I'm trying to load some church software on you, you know? As is the case, this Texas school board is trying to load some software that, that uh, doesn't have certain things in it. This software has bugs, what is what I would say, <laughs> major bugs, uh, not including certain very important women, by the way, in history, Hillary Clinton, Helen Keller. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with Helen Keller in history? I don't understand that. Maybe the article says something about that. But anyways, you know, you can try to install the software on your kid, but eventually your kid gets hold of a smartphone and chooses his or her own software, <laughs> which is great. It's a nice freedom that we all have now. We're not, we're not, we don't have to be kept in the dark. We don't have to be ruled by unquestioning dogma. Uh, removing figures from the curriculum wouldn't prevent teaching about them, but would mean doing, it would mean doing so is not mandatory. Oh, okay, so they can still teach about it, but it's not mandatory. All right, so it's not as harsh as I thought it was. The vote on Friday was not final. Amendments can be made to the curriculum before a final vote. It's strange that they vote on this shit. I mean, what a waste of, what a waste of resources. This is, what the, this is what they sit around doing. There's so many problems in the school system, but you're going to spend your time and resources voting on whether or not to teach Helen Keller? I mean, come on. What about, I'm, I'm, sure, there's, I'm sure there's a lack of um, artistic programs in your schools. I'm sure there, there, are, there are overcrowded classrooms, but yet you're sitting around school board and arguing about whether or not to teach the history of uh, people who happen to be Democrats or some other... You have this political agenda that you're foisting onto the school system and the, and the, and the populace instead of solving like what is probably real problems in the school system, especially public school. If you've ever been, I've been. And let me tell you something. It's no walk in the park, as we say in Boston, which is where I went to public school. Frickin' Boston, all right? We had overcrowded classrooms. They cut the frickin' music program. I mean, it's like, you know, some schools don't even have sports because... You know, th- there's not enough funds because our government decides to give so much money to military and not to the education system. And now we got kids who have like 60 kids in the class. They get no, no particular attention. And then, you know, they get these terrible grades and they don't know what to do with their lives. They need, you know, it's like all this shit. Now Jonesy's on his soapbox right now, but so what? Deal with it, weird AF fans. <laughs> I'm right, okay? 
And even if I'm, even if it's just me, well, I'm a majority of one. <laughs> what was I, what was I? Yeah, oh, I was saying, give, there's other stuff that you should be spending your time on, school board. This is so stupid. Oh my God. Politicians and organizations, it's just not, nothing ever gets done. Nothing, nothing productive, I should say, ever gets done. It's like PETA. <laughs> it's like, oh man. Clinton was the first female presidential nominee of a major party. Very important. Keller, Helen Keller was a deaf and blind woman who graduated from college and became an activist and a writer. Amazing. Why not teach these people? I don't know. You know, it would seem to me that we need more women leaders in, in our culture. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, we do. Well, how do you get women leaders? Well, you know, maybe teach kids that it's very possible for you to be, be a woman leader. And let's give you some role models. Role models like Helen Keller. Role models like Hillary Clinton. I'm sure we can name a few others. I mean, maybe some of you do disagree with Hillary Clinton but, Clinton, but like the fact remains, she was the first major presidential female nominee. I mean, that's, that's inspiring. That could be inspiring to a young girl who's seven years old who thinks, oh, why are all the presidents male? Oh, I, that's not on my menu of life choices because they're all men. No, no. You should shoot for that. And here's a, here's a person who did and nearly got there. You should teach these about these women. We need more women leaders. This is ridiculous. Ridiculous. And one of the reasons why I've constantly, not constantly, and I never have done it on here. I don't, know, I don't think I have on Weird AF News, but I often suggest uh, homeschooling so that you can kind of have a little bit more control of, of what you're offering your kids. Maybe you can expand the menu of what, of what you can teach your child by doing it at home. And you're not, you're not have to, you don't have to suffer the impulses of some squirrely school board that has like these agendas that have to do with politics and, and sometimes, as in this case, fundamentalist religion, which this article goes on to say. Uh, a conservative Christian advocacy group, Texas Values, praised the board's decision. <laughs> they said, in Texas, you don't mess with the Alamo and you don't mess with our Christian heritage. I don't know how this is messing with your Christian heritage, but whatever. <laughs> People in Texas are off their rocker, by the way. Off their rocker. I mean, I, I love my Texas women. Beautiful. But, I mean, some of you, you know. Um, well, this was kind of a crazy piece. And I think I'm going to get Collins from this. And I welcome the Collins. Please do call in. Maybe you have an opinion on this. Uh, maybe you have an opinion about, about what schools should offer, should not offer. Maybe you have opinion about opinions about uh, Texas in general. Maybe you have opinions about um, homeschooling. I would love to hear from you. Weird AF News has a phone number, if you don't know, if this is your first time listening. And it's 646-450-2012. Please call in. Email me, funnyjones at gmail.com. DM me, at funnyjones on Twitter and Instagram. Or hit me up on Facebook. Hit me up, as the kids say. It's uh, facebook.com slash comedianjonesy. How weird was that? This is Seeking Plum, and you're listening to Weird AF News with Jonesy. Well, my story yesterday about laboratory-grown meat has really sparked some response from you weirdos, and I'm grateful, um, especially those of you who called in and emailed me. I'm going to publish the call-ins after this, um, and we have mixed responses, but I think overall people are open to lab meat, um, which is interesting to me. At least my callers were. But I'd love to hear from you, from more of you on that lab meat situation, so feel free to call into Weird AF News anytime, 646-450-2012. Uh, Ryan sent me an email that, uh, he didn't call in, but I want to read some of the email. He said, um, uh, 
The lab meat was first developed in England, and although I was skeptical of lab meat to start off with, the thought of making myself a chinchilla bisque or having a cheetah steak is just too appealing. Pandas are cute. This is true. That's why they're tasty. That's why they're tasty AF. Here's the logic. There's a logic to this. Cute animals taste great. Bambi equals delicious. Thumper equals delicious. And bear is the pork of the game. So you mix something as tasty as pork and mix it with cute. It's got to be super effing good, but that's just... These are just my thoughts. <laughs> Ryan is hilarious, by the way. And I think he's a chef, so he knows what he's talking about. But I, I love it. I love that you guys really responded to this story and, uh, and called in about it. I like when we get a dialogue going. And, uh, you know, I think you know my, my opinion on it. I'm open to lab meat. I will try this. I do like meat. And I, and I'm, but there are times when I, I kind of can empathize with the, the movement of um, staying away from the killing or the, the maltreatment of these animals before you kill them. And so I understand that. I understand the whole thing behind that. I get that. But I, I you know, it, it would never keep me from eating meat. But this is, this would just be an alternative. I could still eat meat and sort of also be accepted by this other group of people who think I'm a, I'm a, I'm a demon <laughs> for eating meat. Uh, yeah. And it would open up a lot, uh, it would open up some dating options to me, for me as well, because there's a lot of women who think, uh, especially in Los Angeles, very <clears throat> militant vegans who think that what I'm doing is just terrible and they would never date me. They would never. <laughs> so, so this would open that up to me. Uh, something's got to open up for me for the dating world. It is, it is, it, it's hard out here for a Jones. Um, <laughs> I mean, and I host a successful podcast. You think women would be on board with this? Do you know my Patreon makes 66 bucks a month? Hello? Hello? Can't they see the near future, which is a private helicopter for Jonesy? Right now I complain about helicopters flying in front of my building when I'm trying to record for the noise. You know, cut to a year from now, Jonesy's riding the helicopter from all that weird AF news money, son. (laughs) Hey, go to my Patreon, by the way, and bump up this $66, which is really pathetic. Um, (laughs) It's patreon.com slash weirdafnews. And uh, give Jonesy two bucks a month towards coffee. By the way, I'm going to be shooting, I'm going to record a video of me uh, showing you step-by-step how to make my cold brew coffee. And it's only going to be offered on the Patreon, I think. So if you want access to that, you're going to have to be a Patreon. And you'll get access to other stuff too. I do a bonus episode. I do prank calls to Florida. I shoot videos all the time. Um, It's fun stuff. And uh, lastly, don't forget to uh, follow me on the Instagram, at Funny Jones. That would mean a lot to me, and I appreciate that. Thanks again for uh, listening to Weird AF News and being a supporter of Weird AF News and being a fan of Weird AF News, and I hope Weird AF News brings you some joy today. Yeah, so Jonesy, man, this lab meat stuff is, to me, completely and totally awesome, man, because this, to me, is like a step in the right direction. I always compare everything to me to, like, Star Trek, because... Star Trek should be what we strive to be, the perfect model of what human society should strive to be, is Star Trek. And this thing is almost like lab meat being grown. It's almost getting closer to, like, replicators. People are thinking, like, ooh, I can eat this exotic meat and that exotic meat. What I'm thinking with this is, number one, less wasted meat. Animals are bred just to die for us to eat. And so many of them, and that's why we even have vegans. And all of, so much meat is wasted. I mean, if you look at the wasted food totals in America in a year, you will be staggered, man. And then number two, what if we can bring this technology to people who don't have food? You know, they don't they don't have the ability to grow livestock. They don't have that kind of ability. So here we are, and we can just grow them meat. 
just like a replicator. Hey, what kind of meat do you need? You guys need meat? We're just going to grow you some real quick. You know what I mean? You don't have to starve. Why do you have to starve? We have this technology that we can bring that can feed the masses now. I mean, this is fantastic. You know what I mean? What what do we need to do? I mean, people need to be thinking about this kind of stuff. You know, that's that's like instead of killing and breeding animals, now we can just grow meat on demand. You know, let why not have all animals on in this earth just live their lives and let them do completely natural, you know, keep them out of our cities or whatever, but let them live them lives. We don't need to have them in zoos. We don't need to breed them to die. We need meat. We can just grow it now. This is fantastic, bro, and I don't want to keep ranting because I've already gone on for two minutes, and I know you got to keep it short, but, bro, this is wonderful. Wasted meat, animals breeding to die. What could be better than having lab meat, man? Feed population of the earth instead of, you know, oh, God, it's wonderful. Anyways, this is Jay. I'm crazy, and I'm weird. I'm out. Bye. Hey, Jonesy, I just listened to uh, your broadcast for today about the laboratory meat, and it kind of brought up to mind a movie that I had seen a while back called Soylent Green. It was produced in 1973, Soylent, S-O-Y-L-E-N-T. Well, you want to check it out. It's pretty cool. All right. Enjoy your show. Talk to you soon. Hey, Jonesy, I heard your most recent podcast about laboratory-grown meats, uh, and the tagline on that was, you know, possibly panda in the next five years. And then you queried about eating armadillo because it's probably really great meat because it's hidden inside that hard shell, and what wouldn't be good if it was, you know, hard to get at like that. And then you hoped that people wouldn't be upset with you about the suggestion of eating armadillo. Well, no one should have a problem with that because armadillo is a commonly eaten meat down in Mexico and and South America, and uh, it was eaten down in the southern parts of the United States during the Depression when food was hard to get a hold of. So uh, no one should have a real problem with that, although it is, you know, considered an unusual protein source in the United States these days. Uh, anyhow, you're perfectly fine with that, I, I would think. Uh, that's not too weird because it's legal. Anyhow, you suggested some other things like uh, emu and uh, llama, and those are, are legal. They're exotic meats. And they're commercially available. You can buy them right here in the United States uh, online. You can order them and receive them. And then you went on to wonder about eating endangered species meats, and uh, that would include the panda that was in the headline of your article. And then you mentioned some other things jokingly, uh, like orangutan and uh, bonobo monkey. And uh, those would be endangered. So, um, you know, people might be curious to try those. And unfortunately for those endangered animals, one of the reasons they are endangered is because they are hunted for uh, foreign cultures that want to eat those kinds of meat. And if these things were available through the laboratory-grown process, uh, and if those were acceptable to those people that want to eat those things, that might help um, with these animals from being, you know, hunted in the wild. And uh, it might save these animals from becoming um, even more endangered. So the laboratory-grown meat could be a very good thing uh, if if they were acceptable to the people that are, you know, paying top dollar for those animals now being hunted in the wild. 
and uh, resulting in them being placed on the endangered species list. You also jokingly <laughs> said boob kebabs. Well, I'm in for that. What red-blooded American male doesn't want uh, in on something or anything to do with boobs? Anyhow, uh, then you brought up the ethical question of, well, what are vegetarians are going to think about um, eating meat that's laboratory-grown rather than, you know, from the killing of animals? Well, I can't really address that because I do eat red meat. And while I am not a vegan, I am a vegetarian. Okay. All right, Jonesy. Keep doing what you're doing. We love you.